Imagine, a podcast series by Imagine Theatre. Hello again, I'm Martin Ballard and this is episode 23 with Imagine Theatre's Justin Live show out on tour and plans already underway for the Christmas 2022 panto season. For more information, go to their website at www.imaginetheatre.co.uk. Don't forget, if you've missed any of the previous episodes with directors, choreographers and stars of Imagine Theatre shows, you can catch up with them anytime because they are all still available. And don't forget to subscribe to the series so that you don't miss out in the future. In episode 22, I was joined by Imagine's managing director, Steve Bowden, associate producer and head of celebrity casting, Laura Taylor, and artistic director, Eric Potts, to review the challenging 2021 panto season. In this episode, we are here outside Imagine Theatre's headquarters in Coventry to take a look behind the scenes at one of the biggest theatre producing companies in the UK. So let's go inside. Morning, Callum Roberts, how are you? Oh, well, how are you? How, it's good to see you, I have to say. Head of music and production, is that right? That's correct, yes. Absolutely. This is Louise. <laughs> morning, Louise. Morning, Louise. Good morning. Now, I, I know Louise, of course I do, because Louise has been with Imagine for an awful long time. I don't want to say how long, but um, just give us an outline of what you do. Um, so I head up casting and production here at Imagine. So everything that you see going on stage with all the, the actors and the children, kind of pull all of that together and scheduling. Yeah, and that includes the auditions uh, for the kids as well, which is a military operation in itself, isn't it? Yep, that's it. I'm a choreographer as well. So sometimes I'm out there choreographing the shows and the auditions and also getting all the paperwork together to make sure the um, children have a great time on stage. Are you excited about that this year? Because of course so many shows didn't have kids in last year. Oh yeah absolutely it'll be fantastic to get the junior ensemble back on stage this year so we're really excited to get out there and see all the new talent that has emerged over the last couple of years. All right, I'll leave you to it because I can see you're busy it's all sorts of planners on the uh, desktops here. Uh, Callum so where are we this is this is the main sort of office area. Yeah this is the front office which is uh, fairly barren at the moment to be honest there's quite a <laughs> lot of people out we've yeah. got Katie who uh, sits opposite Louise she's uh, part of the marketing department as well and we've got a desk over here as well where a uh, number of our accounts ladies sit, um, Joe and Sarah, again, not in today. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Sarah, of course, who's in charge. Oh, and this is uh, Steve Bowden's office, managing director. He's got Ros in with him at the moment, so this looks like um, it, it's going to be quite a long meeting, so maybe we'll come yeah. back to that. Yeah, he's got Ros and Amy in there. I believe they're talking about um, logistics for the Justin tour, which... Yeah, deep in thought and deep in concentration in there, so we'll probably head back to them in a minute. Oh, now, hang on a minute. Before we go any further, I know whose office this is. Just just knock on the door. <laughs> Business and Marketing Director Sarah Bowden, how are you? Hello, Martin. How are you? It's very busy, actually. A lot of people think Panto only happens at Christmas time for Imagine, but there's a lot of activity outside, um, stuff being loaded, returned, and so on. It's a busy time. In fact, it's busy all year round for you, isn't it? It is, Martin. I had a brilliant email about a week ago from somebody who wanted to chat to me about what we did the rest of the year. And I said, (laughs) well, pantomime's an all-year job. It's for life, not just for Christmas. Um, And that's what we do all year round. It takes 18 months from the start to the end of the process. And right now, we are still putting away the 2021 panto season, but absolutely full steed ahead, preparing for the 2022 season. Um, Costumes have been picked sets have been picked, artwork and marketing is underway, 
outside there's lorries unloading bringing things back still and it's just a full-on job all year round and people don't quite appreciate they think pantomime producers have a bit of time off but it's now the middle of February and we still haven't had a day off since the beginning of panto season Um, I'm quite looking forward to a day (laughs) off well as we know you know last 18 months to two years has been very very different where are you at now in terms of number of people working from home what sort of protocols you've got in the office and so on because of covid because things are starting to ease a lot now aren't they I mean, yes, it is easing. It's a big relief to have got the 2021 panto season out the way because obviously it was postponed. So we've been working on it for over two years. So that was a huge relief to get that out of the way. Um, We've just opened our tour of Justin Live. Again, that was postponed from 2020 to 2021 to 2022. (laughs) We've rescheduled the entire tour twice. So the fact that that's finally up and running is a really big relief. Um, there's a real mix of working from home and working in the office, but definitely more of a focus of coming back into the office for those of us based in Coventry. There are other people based at home. COVID protocols, we're still mask wearing when we're moving around the building, just to remind ourselves about being careful and being cautious. Um, we've still got all the signs around the building, but there is definitely a feeling of it starting to ease. Mm. Two years on and we are slowly returning to whatever normal is in a business like this. I bet Justin was like a caged animal after being postponed twice and, you know, the third time running, he's out there. What's it been like? Do you know, it was lovely. I, um, I've been been out to a couple of the shows and watched the children's reaction because the biggest thing for us is we create children's and family theatre. And to have not been able to get children into a building and to not give that first experience of theatre to children has been really strange. But watching the audience's reaction to the production, watching the cast's reaction to the production, it's wonderful to see the children suddenly be allowed to be free and and to dance and to enjoy themselves and to shout and to have a really great theatre experience. And, and I think that's what we've all missed, but particularly some of those children who are now sort of four and five, have missed out on the first two years of theatre experience. And so that was the biggest thing that hit me when I watched the tour was we've brought theatre back into the lives of everybody, but we've introduced children into the world of theatre who've missed so much in the last two years. Absolutely. So today, um, it's a Monday. What's the general plan for the day? Do you have a morning meeting? Does everybody get together? How does the the day shape up? Yeah, so we have a 9.30 morning meeting every morning where we get everybody together on teams, particularly because we have people that work from home. We have people who are home-based. We have Laura, who's based down in Hertfordshire. Eric, who's based up in Lancashire. So that's the way to pull the team together every morning. We just talk about the day, talk about the hot topics, talk about anything we need to we need to sort. For me today, I've got a, a debrief with one of the pantomime venues to look at what happened in 2021 so that we can start the planning with a vengeance for 2022 in, in terms of the, the technical provision on that production. I've got some accounts to do. I've got some marketing to do. And epic to-do list as long as you are <laughs> uh, which never seems to go down and always seems to be busy um, but yeah that's my day one thing we haven't spoken about actually we have got some exciting news or you have got some exciting news which we'll talk about in the next episode but about nine months ago you forged a brand new partnership it's called mi i think tell us a bit more about that yeah well some people call it my workshop some people call it mi workshop uh, we're not quite sure which one <laughs> <laughs> it varies depending on the day and um, yeah it's a it's a brand new partnership between Imagine Theatre and uh, a fabulous gentleman called Matthew Jakes who used to run Matthew Jakes Workshop. MI is a 
carpentry and theatrical workshop. We build theatre sets, uh, exhibition sets, um, all sorts of anything to do with carpentry. That's what MI can do. And yeah, it's a really exciting venture. We've been nine months down the line. We've already built four full theatre sets mm-hmm. um, and lots and lots of other projects there as well. Yeah, it's exciting. We're looking forward to the future and what's going to come and arrive on the doorstep of that project. We'd always known that we needed to w- a workshop of some kind that would allow us to build things and to maintain sets and pro- sets and, and anything that needed painting or re- repairing. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a big old beast that this uh, <laughs> seems to be building. Yeah. So a lot of people think that you produce a panto and children's shows, you know, theatre in general. But obviously, you've got the hires as well with sets, costumes, props, and so on. Now you have the ability to build, and the ones that you were talking about, the sets that were built last year, uh, were actually built for external customers. They weren't for imagined shows, were they? That's right. Yeah, we're able to build for ourselves and for other people which is great because also sadly the pandemic did take down quite a few of the big scenic workshops which means that there is a shortage of scenic workshops in the country um you know the pandemic's hit a lot of people very hard um so we just hope that we'll be able to fill the gap of of some of those that have closed uh, yes just busy 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 yeah well you've got a meeting coming up so we'll leave it there thanks uh, sarah we're going to talk to you in more detail on the next episode because you know we've heard all of the background to imagine from your husband's point of view i want to see if your story matches <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll have to wait and see won't we <laughs> thanks for that and uh, we'll speak to you again next time thank you thanks martin so that was Sarah in her office, um, and this is a joint office. This is your office, I think, isn't this it? Is, yeah, this is where I live. Yeah, this is the operations office. See, there's myself in the corner, and Amy also sits in here as well, who we've just uh, just noticed in Steve's office there, as well as Roz, who is uh, head of props and stage management, so uh, she deals with all of the uh, properties for the shows mm-hmm. and also does a lot of the recruitment for all of our stage management as well. Uh, Dave sits over here. Again, Dave is not in. He's just been away with the Justin Toy. He's been out production managing that up in Inverness oh, wow. for us. And now it's half term over in Northampton where he's from. So he's off with the kids having a bit of uh, bit of relaxation. Well, off with the kids, bit of relaxation, maybe not, but he's certainly not on the office for today. And Dawn is uh, just here as well. Again, out the office. She's got her feet up. Yeah. She is, well, she's uh, coming in later, so we, we might get a chance to have a chat with her. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I, I love you. I've got a little secret on your on your desktop, on your screensaver, is a picture of you and your wife on your wedding day. There and is. Hannah, a lot of people who've seen Imagine Shows will know Hannah anyway. They may have seen her in shows. But Hannah is the voice at the very beginning and the very end of all of the Just Imagine podcasts. So there's a little behind-the-scenes secret for you. <laughs> What's around this way? Uh, so around the corner, we've got Printer World. <laughs> All of the gubbins and paper sit there. It's like a maze of corridors, this it place. Really it really is. is. Yeah, and this is uh, so down a long corridor now at the back sort of area of the, of the unit, which we call the production wing or the production corridor, as it was once called. Mm-hmm. One of the most important rooms in the building is the kitchen. <laughs> um, you can't go five minutes usually in this place without someone offering you a cup of tea. Um, Who brought the cakes in, by the way? They're from Wendy. They're from Wendy, our uh, newly appointed head of wardrobe uh, for when Dawn disappears yeah. uh, to have a little person. Uh, <laughs> so Wendy, it's her birthday, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, so she's bought lots of cakes and goodies in for oh, everyone. Well, when we go in, we'll have to ask her how old she is. That'll go down ever so well, <laughs> won't it? That'll go down like... Uh, 
<clears throat> a ton of bricks. <laughs> uh, past the meeting room as well, uh, where, well, hopefully one day we'll be able to do nice meetings in person again instead of over Zoom or over Teams or whatever they are nowadays. I've got to ask you about these. These are the uh, company manager's boxes. These were from all of the pantos because every company manager got one of these, didn't they? They certainly did, yeah. It's like a, a, a get-ready-go kit for company managers that they get on the first day to sort of prep them for the uh, for the season. Um, they'll get this and then they'll get a company manager's folder as well, which is um, a huge binder of information and everything they could possibly need to know about um, the season that they're going to have. Uh, yeah, still not unpacked, still not uh, completely no, put away yet. I'll tell you what, though, for the first time ever, the company manager's boxes, certainly the one in Leicester, was full of um, lateral flow tests, was, yeah. masks and those sort of things. Uh, hopefully we won't have to do that again. No, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah, we had to send an extra box to every uh, every venue with lateral flows and uh, uh, hand washes and mm. all, the, all the PPE and all that sort of stuff to make sure our rehearsal rooms were safe. Okay, I can see uh, wardrobe looming on the horizon. Yes, around the corner and into wardrobe. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Wendy and Aaron. Wendy, how are you? I'm okay. And um, I've got to ask you about this because I'm told it's your birthday. Uh, tomorrow. It's my birthday eve. Can we ask you how old? Uh, if I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 58. Dawn is about to go off on maternity leave. You're, you're coming in to cover her, but you've actually worked for Imagine for a while, haven't you, on various shows? About 14 years, most of them wow. in Porth Call doing panto and you love it obviously oh i do and i love working for imagine <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing today then because again a lot of people think panto just happens at christmas uh no i'm trying to get my head around the next season's costumes where they're going mm. um what sets need extra things putting in or stuff that can be moved to a different one and as soon as Dawn, the Oracle, comes back, <laughs> back into this morning, I shall be interrogating her some more. <laughs> well, I can see you're enjoying it so far already. How are you, Aaron? I'm very good, thank you. How's yourself? I'm good. We've met before. Tell us what you're up to. At the moment, it's fairly steady. So it's just about us sorting out what is going out, where it's going. Also catching up with a little bit of barcoding, which we, we've, um, we've been doing over the, the past few months, which has been great. So it's just about us setting up for that, really. And it's a, it's a big job. That was one of the bonuses of this sort of lockdown period in a way, wasn't it? Because mm. a lot of barcoding was done. In fact, that's probably all you could do during that whole period. With lockdown and kind of being quite limited with what we were able to do, that was all we could do. Um, but it's, it's really nice because we kind of feel now that we've caught up with everything. Everything is kind of logged and it's in a real sort of neat place that we can access very quickly, which is great for um, being productive. Do you have any idea how many costumes you've got? <laughs> I think <laughs> um, uh, it's around about the twenty to 22,000 costume wow. mark. We haven't counted, but um, I think through this system we'll be able to probably log and count a little bit more accurately, especially with costumes and how that breaks down per item as well. Yeah, and with the barcodes, you can pinpoint any one of those 22,000 costumes pretty much straight away, can't you? Yeah, it's brilliant. So Dawn the Oracle has created a, a bird's eye view plan of what the wardrobe department looks like. Yep. Um, and we've put everything in sets and that's all been labelled accordingly and it's coded under everything. Each barcode then fits under a certain 
show code so that if we have you know extra members of staff that come in uh, on a freelance basis they can access the system mm. and um, they'll be able to go straight to that instead of us having to say you know let's take your hand and take you to that bit there so it's brilliant really yeah it's hugely productive um, and I think it will make for a much easier season it's February you've already got a, a list on a, a spreadsheet in front of you there of costumes for one of the imagined shows already I can see you're busy so we'll leave you to it and um, have a good day thank you very much thank you thanks Wendy thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bye. happy birthday thank you <laughs> so Callum where are we going we've, we've sort of doubled back on ourselves now yeah we're going to head into the warehouse now uh, through one of the doors we're going to head up this aisle because I think it's probably a the safest and oh, it's, oh, it's looking fairly busy there's yeah. a, a loading happening today off one of our post-season hires um, so we've got a couple of trailers coming in today to be unloaded by uh, Geordie or Jason is his real name but you'll see why <laughs> it's called Geordie uh, in a minute the stairs to our left there go up to a storage area up, which I think is where costume is and where wardrobe is they are yeah up there we've got uh, props all along the left hand side and then there's another on top of basically the office block is the uh, is the wardrobe store and above us is a giant almost looks like a little shop of horrors plant is it yeah it's a was it a bean store it's a bean store yeah it's one of our singing bean stalks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a giant dustbin there's all sorts of things uh, flats stuff hanging up from the walls and then behind us is a lot of activity so as you can hear uh, the the returning of, of various sets uh, being reloaded in here again like the costumes all the sets all the props are all barcoded they are yeah every single item barcoded into an inch of their life so we know where everything is and where it's been and where it's going to go do you think geordie might talk to us let's hope so, <laughs> so we find him. again a lot of sets here from humpty dumpty in front of us a rather large chair steps cinderella carriages and as high as the ceiling on all sides various cloths from Pantos, Beauty and the Beast, Jack and the Beanstalk on the right, Mother Goose Snow White. It's just incredible. Blimey, I'd never seen so many cloths in my life. Yeah, so all of our cloths are stacked and palleted uh, onto all of these uh, these shelves here. Uh, they sit away from the bays of the shows just to keep them, uh, keep them safe and in the aisle here. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of them. There's cloths even here of shows and, and sets that we don't even have anymore. Uh, we've, we've kept hold of them because they're still very useful. Yeah. Uh, if we want to sort of add, take away, do different things with. And of course, Imagine has so many venues of different sizes yes. that the cloths, you know, have to represent that, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, we've got we've got venues from very very tiny to absolutely enormous. So, uh, yeah. Here's Geordie. Let's see if we can grab two minutes with him. Off and bring us down here and we'll bring it in a minute. Very busy man. Why are you? <laughs> All right. Why are you? Can he? Can he? <laughs> I, I presume that's why you call Geordie. You're from the northeast. Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing today? What's going on? Uh, just repacking some of the pandas that are coming back. It's all got to be done neatly so you know where yeah. it is for next year. And to maintain just roots around the building, yeah. 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 So once it's in, is it stacked and left or is maintenance done like before it's put back? No, maintenance is done afterwards, so we have to pull it back out again. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't leave it out because there just isn't enough room. So we put it all the way nice and tidy and then start pulling out its specific points during the year. Do you have any idea just how many sets you've got? I mean, the cloths are low. In here, there's yeah. about 35 sets in here. About that. 35 full sets. Yeah. yeah. And then various bits and bobs. I don't know how many cloths you've got. Cloths, there. there's probably about 50 sets worth of yeah. cloths in here. Yeah. Um, and each set has probably got maybe nine or ten cloths. Mm, 
yeah, it varies between 6 and 15. Mm, wow. So, yeah, about 10 average is about good. <laughs> he knows his stuff, doesn't he? He does, he does. <laughs> so who, Not bad who, for only being here seven months. Who are all the other guys, then, that are working here today? It's just some of the guys that we get in to help give us a hand, unload the trucks. Yeah. Just need some brawn. So you're, you're basically in charge of telling them what to do, then? You don't... You don't, get... don't tell them that. <laughs> you know I mean? I'll leave you to it. So, I mean, it's high of activity, uh, again, in February, Callum, because it's a 12 months of the year job isn't it it is yeah yeah it's it's always very busy i mean this is a fairly quiet day just just two trucks but height of the season we're looking at between four yeah. six sometimes seven plus uh, sort of your smaller wagons as well coming in and out so yeah you sort of lutons your three and a half tons and sort of things like that as well so it's very busy very busy and we, we talked about the cloths and you know the the flats and portals and all that sort of stuff but there are some things that almost are almost props but they're set at the same time and i'm talking about things like cinderella's carriage for instance which you've got a number of you know getting them in and out is a bit challenging in itself it is yeah yeah they're uh, rather large singular pieces they don't break down very well so yeah they're rather huge we've got six of those uh, six of the flying horses uh, flying carriages as they're called so and giants and giants yeah they're, they're not in small boxes either they're uh, pretty enormous uh, so a bit of sets just come in for for norman's cakes which is uh, 10 pounds 66 for 12 that's not a bad price is it <laughs> it's not is it no <laughs> all right well, well listen we'll leave the guys here to crack on with what they're doing because it, it looks like a logistical challenge and we'll make our way back the other way shall we let's do that right so we're going to go up some stairs i mentioned at the very beginning that upstairs was where props and wardrobe are based. I said to Sarah jokingly earlier on that almost within a week of moving here, imagine it almost outgrown it. Yeah. I mean, it is really absolutely crammed with stuff, isn't it? That's why cataloguing everything with barcodes is really important. Yeah, it absolutely is. Roz is especially well organised. Being a stage manager herself, she is uh, she is hot on the paperwork. So up here is very very organised. I mean, we've got trays here in front of us with everything from gongs to <laughs> glass slippers. Of course, you couldn't have a Cinderella without a glass slipper. And everything is perfectly labelled so you can lay your hands on what you need at the right time. Uh, looks like some work has been done up here as well in terms of. Uh, maintenance the props painting them and so on yeah up here there's a, there's a workroom behind us through this little there's a little uh, little box where we've got some heat in there so that the props uh, makers don't <laughs> die of cold in the middle of december uh, and yeah and paint sink as well so all of our sort of maintenance and, and paint kit lives up here as well mm-hmm. um so when we get artists in and things like that they can do their work it's nice to hear children's joy next door we have to say that's not anything to do with imagine there is a children's play center next door isn't there so that's what you can hear in the background if you can hear the the children we're in more of the props area now but if we go down the end um that's where wardrobe is isn't it yeah if we keep walking past all the prop we'll keep going and we'll get to wardrobe so we're passing everything from fruit and vegetable boxes to sport items abanaz has uh, been down here a few times judging by some of the props as well and at the very end we're on the edge of the wardrobe area which is i mean i have no idea how dawn or anybody else knows where things are in there but like they said she's got a plan yes there is a there is a plan of where things live in here it's currently a little bit dark but uh, i think we've left the lights off but it is very very full in here when it was designed sort of every rail was designed to be a show i believe and that quickly 
uh, went out the window and <laughs> put a, a couple of shows <laughs> per rail onto each uh, each one. But yeah, there are, as Aaron said, there's yeah, 20, 22,000 costumes. That's probably costumes, let alone sort of number of yeah. pieces that make that costume. As you can imagine, a dame's. Uh, well, you don't need to imagine. You and know well, exactly how that works. hanging above our heads for the dame, I think, because um, one thing about dame's costumes is they don't fit on rails very easily. So no. many of them have been suspended from the ceiling above us. Yeah, in between each aisle, we've got rows and rows of big 3D structured dames costumes because they've got sort of kite cane and things mm. in them so they don't easily collapse or or go on a rail looking down the aisles it goes back as far as the eye can see um absolutely rammed every costume labeled so I've, in front of us here we've got some of the snow white kilmarnock costumes everything labeled and i guess that's added to every year because there will be new costumes that are made for specific shows yep. which just keeps adding to it many of these won't actually be used in imagined shows but they will be hired out by other companies as well so you know at various points of the year there will be less costumes in here but i don't think no matter how many pantos there are in the country you'll ever use twenty-two thousand costumes will you no we, we don't usually get through that many um, but as you say, if, if they're not on an Imagine show, usually double that number. And that's probably how many shows in terms of sets or sets of costumes we've got going out on um, other hires, yeah. on uh, other uh, producing theatres we work with uh, closely, who will uh, hire our sets and costumes. So although on the face of it, it looks like we've got a certain number of shows, it's normally quite a lot more of that in terms of logistics of moving it all around. And while we're here, before we go back to try and speak to Steve, just tell us a bit about your background with Imagine, because you've worked for the company for quite a while now, uh, but even before you started working for them full-time, you were in Imagine Theatre shows. I was, yes, yes. I, I trained originally on stage. Uh, went to a stage school down in London, and I had my first uh, job with Imagine in 2010 at the Belgrade, uh, home for Christmas, which was lovely. And then I worked pretty much every year for them uh, after that until I joined them full-time here in the office, uh, doing various different things uh, along the mm. way. And now, yeah, as you say, head of production music. You've seen the company grow. It's been an interesting yeah. thing to follow, hasn't it? Um, but at the time, at the same time, your family has grown as well. Um, you've got two kids of your own now, and that must open up sort of whole new horizons in terms of panto for you, seeing your kids enjoy it. Yes, yeah. I mean, they've not... Uh, we've, we've taken my eldest to a, a couple when he was probably just a little bit too young. I don't think he quite understood it. And I think this year would have probably been one of the first years he'd have really understood it, but we didn't manage to get to one, unfortunately, sort of, you know, still with COVID around and things like that. So uh, next year mm. is going to be, or this season, I should say, is going to be is going to be the one that he's really going to appreciate. This is Jensen. Uh, this is eldest. Jensen, the eldest, yeah. Um, and um, again, another behind-the-scenes secret. If you came to see um, the Panto at the De Montfort Hall uh, in the year that <laughs> Sam Bailey had the unfortunate accident with a loft ladder, then you will have seen Hannah, who came into the show at a time when Jensen was fairly young. Was, and yeah. so he, he came and, you know, he got more attention than anybody else because he spent some time in the dressing room when mum was on stage. Um, so he's, he's been behind the scenes, even if he hasn't seen one. He has, yeah. Yeah, he, he loves it a lot. He, he very much enjoys it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a few of the shows that we've been involved with as well. He he loves going to the theatre and just sort of walking around backstage, like oh, Daddy's theatre. Like, it's not not my, not my theatre, Jensen. But yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> okay, well, listen, thanks for that, and let's make our way back, and we'll see whether Steve's finished his meeting or not. Steve, how are you? Hello, lovely to see you. Have you finished your meeting? I have. Just one of many. Uh, one of many. That's this is the problem when you're at the office for eleven days. They back up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so how are you, first of all, after what was one of the most challenging seasons ever? Uh, do you know what? It, it, I won't lie. It was hard work and it took us a few weeks to readjust. Delighted that we got the shows on, reflecting on what happened and pushing forward now with plans for this year. And we've just, you know, I've just been away for 11 days putting the Justin tour on, which was great. But it's just really interesting to see how theatres are adapting and reacting to this kind of uh, emerging situation that's still going on. And all the theatres and the audiences are, like they were at Christmas, just delighted that we're back on the road. But it's really interesting. There is still a shortage of technical staff and stage management in the area. Theatres are still struggling to get people recruited again. Everybody's working tirelessly to bring teams back together again. And the atmosphere is fantastic when the shows run. But it's really interesting to try and, you know, rebuild teams of people and get them back into the touring mode. And Imagine Theatre has kept going. I know you've had to make changes, but the season overall for the pantos that you had last year went well, I think, didn't it? It did. It went very well. You know, we were gutted to have to close some of those shows in Scotland and Wales early and a couple more finished early because of the pandemic. But we got all the shows open. Every show opened, every show performed, audiences came to see them and the feedback was just fantastic. So we are delighted to have invested the time and the resources into it. And we're now absolutely gearing up to try and, you know, build on where we got to and provide Panto again this Christmas. And there were lots of changes last year, even though Pantos went ahead. You know, many shows didn't have a junior chorus, for instance. And the COVID protocols were there to, to look after everybody's health and safety. Do we think this Christmas will be back to normal completely? I don't think it'll be back to normal completely. I hope that the marketing and the press around the pandemic will have subsided. Audience confidence will hopefully be a lot stronger. We, I think, learnt a lot about how we can protect and how we can look after our team and the people who are in the theatres. I think that will be a legacy that we can carry forward to the greater benefit we're certainly going to bring children back into the shows. We think it's really important that youngsters get the chance to perform in their local pantos. And I think we will hopefully find uh, confidence from audience and performers back to the levels that we would normally have seen pre-pandemic. And, and personally for you, was there a real sense of relief, you know, when you got to January 2022? Because... It was a massive risk, wasn't it, putting pantos on at all? It was a huge risk. And, and I don't think I've ever felt such a relief when the final curtain closed successfully at the end of the season. It's always a relief when you get that far and an immense sense of pride as to what everybody has achieved. But I think for, for me, I felt an enormous relief and also an unbelievable amount of pride that for two years we've battled and we got those shows that we've been planning for so long onto stages and the theatres had delivered a fantastic venue uh, opportunity to get audiences back in. They had worked tirelessly. The teams had adapted to the most crazy protocols, but important protocols nonetheless. And yeah, an immense feeling of pride that we made it and we're here to carry on. And in terms of planning for the year ahead, it's busy today. We're only in February, but there's sets coming back in and you're already planning for next year. So it's full steam ahead. It is. One thing that we'd started pre-pandemic was to design the new generation of pantomimes. Panto, as you know, Martin, is a constantly evolving art form. Mm. And we'd spent a lot of time planning and designing and creating the next generation of shows. 
And I'm really pleased to say that we are able to continue that journey. We've had to take a few detours on the route, but we're lining up a brand new style of panto that will excite audiences moving forward. And I think that's what's really important, that we don't get caught up in the real heartache that we've all suffered these past couple of years. But we say panto is there to enlighten and to entertain and to bring people together. And we need to be charging forward doing just that hopefully bringing technology to the fore again to push it into for the next generation. We'll talk more about that later in the year. We don't want to give everything away early on, but as an example, I mean, the, the drag panto that you did last Christmas was a major success, wasn't it? And groundbreaking. It really was. What was fascinating there was that we were able to create a show that brought people that ordinarily may not have been able to perform in panto and also appeal to audiences who may not, not have associated that style of performance with Christmas entertainment. And I think Panto, as it evolves, needs to not be afraid to challenge itself and to reach out to minorities as well as majorities and make it as inclusive as it can be. So we're absolutely going to continue to develop that thread and also just to make them more inclusive. That's why Panto has been successful for so long, because it has been inclusive, but society is changing. And so uh, Panto has to adapt to carry on being inclusive, doesn't it? It certainly does. And what we're enjoying and what we're going to do a bit of this spring is explore all of the tales that we tell and make sure that they're still representative and current and not be afraid to tackle issues in those stories, not to shy away from the easy option, which... Some people say you should do is just avoid those titles, but actually revisit those titles and say, what is it that we need to do to make these these titles current, to make them work for the, the audience that come and see them? Now, you have a debrief meeting in a matter of seconds <laughs> for one of your venues last year. So we'll leave you to it, Steve. Thank you so much. Great, Martin. Love to see you. Well, I'm afraid that's about it for now. Don't forget to subscribe to the series to catch up with any episodes you've missed and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Next time, I'll be chatting to Imagine's Business and Marketing Director, Sarah Bowden. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of Just Imagine, the podcast series from Imagine Theatre. And you can find out more by going to www.imagine.com imagine theatre.co.uk